So this is the 8th or the 9th we've been talking about church. It's more than turning up on a Sunday. We understand that now. Coming in contact with Jesus is more than what we, all of us ever expected. We will recognise what he done. What, cost, what it cost him for you and I to sit in this place with an understanding of the salvation's plan that was put in place. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. We've talked about that we're a body of people. Look, I've got lots of uh, pieces to my body, hands and feet and ears and mouths and nose, etc. That the body of Christ is that kind of a organism that we're all connected. We know that, what, when, like I can read the text from Neil, that he's rejoicing. We know why he's rejoicing, but we're rejoicing as well. Because as the body rejoices, someone in, in the body rejoices, we all rejoice. If someone with, who we know hurts, we hurt. We're concerned. So, and we all, we all individually know people that only we know. And these people need to know the truth too. Because of all the good people who gave and went out the way and bought lots of bags of food, some knew him, some didn't have a clue. And according to what God's word says, they're lost. In fact, their good works are almost a stumbling block. So it's good that we recognise that we've, we, we're born to the church. I spoke to a woman right at the end, Winifred. She's a lovely lady. She says, oh, I'm 90 tomorrow. And she says, wow. And I called John out to the, he was chatting to somebody else. I said, John, come on. how old is this lady? And I said, I'm not being cheeky. How old is this lady? And John went, hmm, 75. And she says, no, I'm 90 tomorrow. <laughs> Proudest punch. She never looked at him. And we said, that's brilliant. Do you know Jesus? <laughs> well, I've, I've been at church for 40 years now. But they're saying, but do you? Of course I know Jesus. Well, let's, let's hope she does. In, in the Anglican church where she goes, do you know what I mean? Um, but that's what priests do. Someone's dying, the Catholic church calls, call the, the, a Catholic calls the Catholic priest to throw some water on the, the dying body in order to bless them before the spirit leaves the body. A priest's work. We're here, kings and priests, 2 Peter says, that we're here reconciling the world, reconciling people. When you turn up, God turns up. Think about it. You're not just doing a good turn. Like Jesus called Zacchaeus down from the tree. 
He says, come on down. I'm coming to your house for dinner. And he went, whoa, tax collecting, you shouldn't be coming. Salvation's coming to your house, Zacchaeus. And praise God. When we turn up, salvation comes. Whoever, wherever, when you turn up, when we turn up, salvation comes. When you connect with someone in the street and talk to them, This is life to them. You're throwing out encouragement and a hope. The church, I said it last week, is the hope, the only hope in the world. And we're in the church. If I get this Bible and pour a picture of me in this, or put me, and that goes up into a plane somewhere I'm in the Bible but the plane but the Bible's in the plane so where am I? in the plane? well done Tony that's bold of you because I'm a poor my poor explanation we're in Christ and Christ is sat at the right hand of the Father so like Ephesians 1.3 says, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing that there is in Christ. In the heavenly realms, the spirit and our spirit is connected with his spirit. That's why eternity is in our heart. That's why the church is the living organism that houses God, the Holy Spirit on the earth. And while we're here, while we're here, lawlessness can only come so far. Wickedness can only come so far. It can't come any further. But there's going to come a time when the church is going to be taken off the planet. Sounds like sci-fi, doesn't it? Certainly, come on, Ted, it's a bit, bit, bit off the planet. Isn't it? <laughs> Let me read something to you. There's a couple of um, scriptures. <coughs> okay. One is 1 Corinthians 15. Listen to this. It's amazing sometimes when you start looking for scripture in the word and you know it's there. You can't find it. written under a heading and we, we know that the Bible is written in verses in the original scrolls and there's no paragraphs it's all there to help us remember this but it's written under our final victory 
and it says this Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. This is 1 Corinthians 15 51 onwards. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible flesh must put on incorrupt incorruption for this mortal must put on immortality so when the corruption has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory and verse 55 says oh death where is your sting oh Hades where is your victory the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah last verse really important verse 58 therefore my beloved brothers be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that your work is not in vain in the Lord There's gonna, we, we could be in a time I don't know where the love of most will grow cold the love of the most will grow cold. It said, and the great falling away comes. That's another phrase that's used for the same thing. Because it's just too much hassle coming to church, man. Because I feel like I'm, I'm going to come on Sunday, then all these things happen and stop me from coming. I'm better off just sitting down and not bothering. It's just easier. The love of most growing cold oh I got myself all set up and I went to church and this person said something and man I just, it just wound me up the wrong way I, I ain't going there again now I'm going now the love of most growing cold Jesus never sang the song Jesus never said anything He's, he loves us but we measure our experience with people church would be alright if there weren't no people oh then some, I like this song and they ain't sung it for three weeks now man nah that, I didn't feel anything last time I went you know the love of most growing cold it just gets a bit too difficult. I go every time I go to to, to that, that shop, I see all my friends there, and all of them are not interested in Jesus, and I feel so out of place. And they take the mick out of me because I do it. it it's easy just to join in with what they're doing. 
the love of most growing cold every time I come to church I get problems every time the love of most growing cold in this world you'll have trouble tribulation frustration pain but don't worry I've overcome the world I've taken away its power to harm you John 16.33 in the Amplified Version says that Jesus has done that we they're such nice people Louise and Joanna why can't they be married Frank and Frank and Harold has and they look really happy and the kids have got really nice they've got to be godly no oh but everyone else said it's alright why have I got to be different now it looks alright to me I don't think there's anything wrong with that the love of most growing cold let's the Bible's a bit antiquated in the way it's written I mean it was written man 1600 years ago when the king got his authorised version King James with all his thouest doeth and knoweth and haveth and stuff love is bigger than a man and a woman come on Yeah, I think you're right. Let's 21st centuryize it. There's only one God. And we've all got different names and all paths lead to God. And his name's Jehovah and uh, Buddha and Confucius and Allah and blah, 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 blah. The love of most growing cold. Because the Bible said... There's only one way to the Father. There's no other way but through him. Oh, you're just a pain in the neck. Everyone's it's all hunky-dory here. Our whole family's all good. And then you come and spoil it. Because you, you, you're making... We was all good and happy till you come. And you stuck a little splinter of truth in there. Saying what that says. And that's so old. Don't bother coming again. You shouldn't... The love of most growing cold coming against the truth, trying to change it so we're going to fit in and be all happy. Do you want to say something, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) But it's practically going to weave itself into our society. And it's going to be called the truth. And it's the love of most growing cold. And there'll be respectable, wealthy, happy people who are peace-loving and caring and preaching a different gospel. The love of most grown cold. Cold. 
and we're going to step in people will be happy to kill you it'd be a blessing to get you out the way get rid of them whatever's necessary get them out the way because they're not making me feel comfortable I want to be able to sin in peace thank you very much what scripture says but there's a rapture coming so we heard behold I tell you a mystery 1 Thessalonians dot 4.13 onwards but I don't want you to be ignorant brothers concerning those who have fallen asleep lest you sorrow as others do who have no hope hallelujah we're not falling asleep because the falling asleep here he's talking about dying just to let you know alright Lest you sorrow like others who don't have any hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring him with those who sleep in Jesus. Verse 15. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, listen church, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, will no means precede those who have fell asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those who are alive and remain shall be called together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and we shall always be with the Lord. The church is raptured off the earth. God takes the Holy Spirit off the earth and leaves the world for lawlessness to come in. And people who want to get, give their lives to Jesus after the Holy Spirit's been taken will have to give their lives. It will literally cost their lives. In the times and now where it says, the Bible says that it's God said by his spirit, the world is so wicked, there's going to come a time when my spirit will not dwell with man any longer. And in Matthew it says, as it was in the, in the last days, like it was in the days of Noah. And then God's going to take his Holy Spirit. The church is going to be raptured. And this is going to be for a period of tribulation. And the, the tribulation period will last seven years. It's set in scripture that the first three and a half years will be peaceful. And the second three and a half years will be uproar. There's lots of commentators who have scriptures for the, for the coming of Jesus and the rapture to be 
pre-rapture, uh, pre-tribulation rapture. So the church will be taken off the planet and then the rapture happens. There's other ones who say that Jesus is going to come halfway through the tribulation and there's others that talks about it, the post-tribulation. You sit and decide that and think about it. Go on the internet, go into Google and Google tribulation and get the scriptures and look at them. Personally, I can see scriptures that validate all three of them. I think for the church, if we don't have an escapology kind of psychology that we haven't got to go through the pain of it we're going to get ejected out anyway hallelujah for that if that's the you know if that happens but plan 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 to go through some problems plan to understand that because unless you can honestly say and you get a word from God saying the script the, the rapture is going to happen at this particular time and I'm going to be taken off the planet right I know what Stuart's hanging around me I really believe that God's told me that I'm not going to die it's on tape, this is. I'm not going to die. That I'm going to be around when the church is taken off the planet. So, we're talking about this kind of time. I'm not talking about last days in 25 years unless I'm going to be 85. Hallelujah for that as well. But in my lifetime... So it's in your lifetimes, give or take a few years. But it means that Jesus is coming back. It means that we need to keep up the faith. It needs to, we have to stand strong. Like that, that's, um, the last verses I read in 1 Corinthians 15. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Stand strong. Be steadfast, immovable. Don't let them sway you. Don't let the world sway you. Don't let your experiences sway you. Don't let your emotions sway you. But let the word be the truth that causes you to stand up. Things that you learn about who you are as a Christian, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, stand on them, use them, because they are... This is going to keep you strong and straight and focused for these days. Because we're in the church of the last days. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. What happens when we're not, we're not always doing something? What do you do when you're not always doing something? You're doing nothing, aren't you? You're doing nothing, and the easiest way to start slacking off is to sit down, put your feet up, and you get bored, 
and you start entertaining yourself with all sorts of rubbish and the thief comes and starts dropping little thoughts and ideas into you and then the King James Version talks about your heart waxing cold going cold the love of many going cold waxing cold getting stiff not movable not pliable not living always abounding in the work of God did you feel alive when you've seen them people bring food and talking was it exuberant I mean it's deep joy isn't it you know this is wow you're excited you don't really want to eat you might drink a little bit and buzz around and talk to people and wow let's do this and sweating we're going up the stairs and moving food it doesn't matter because we're excited living life imagine what it feels for God because he just gives God just gives <laughs> just gives the whole plan of salvation is about him pouring out his heart putting the sun saying I'll do it and coming to die give his life as a ransom for many the scripture says laying down his life and pulling it back up again God give John said it freely receive freely give Really receive? Have we have we got it? So the very eyes that you're using to look at me with are the very eyes that you're going to see him with. Just like I'm standing before you, Jesus is going to be there one day. Literally. John talked about the wedding feast, which, when the church is raptured, that's where we're going to a wedding feast. But we've got to get there, guys. We've got to get there. God's, it's great in Philippians because he says, He who's begun a good work is faithful and will complete it. That's the work in us. Well, we've got to be willing to allow that work to take place. We can always do something else to the going to church. We can always do something else instead of reading the word. We can always do something else instead of praying. We can always put our money somewhere else instead of giving. We can always have a find a need for ourselves and see, instead of seeing the need for somebody else. And all this works on the condition of our heart. And all this will, how can I say, determine what we'll do when we're faced head on what would you do if this room was full of people who was just picking on you 
and pointing at you and slagging you off and just pulling you down and knowing things about you that you hated and could point your finger at you and hurt you and make you despondent that was challenging everything about you to the core and then throw loads of lies about God in the mix I wonder if we'd take that contempt and hatred and pour it on ourselves and say yeah you're right I wonder if if we're people pleasers I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that because man, my wife would go mad. Oh, I can't do that. My husband would go ballistic. And it's God saying do that. You need to do We're a part of the church. And the outcome and the fruition of the church is salvation and glory. We're getting a taste of it here today. Our, ma- our minds can't even comprehend what this life's like. We get a sense of it in the food bank when people are giving and our, the airs on our, our arms come up and there's an excitement and there's a thrill. Or when we're worshipping and we get an overwhelming just flower of love poured through us. And you go, oh man. Well that's just a trickle of the river of the life that God wants to pour into us. And what's blocking us? Us. I have to listen to this message myself. It's hard to see how so much beauty can come out of so much ugliness. When we see Jesus in our mind's eye, and the scripture said he didn't look human, he was a mess that didn't look human and yet the whole purpose and motive behind Calvary is beautiful extraordinarily awesomely gorgeous and it's wrapped up in that mutilation sometimes we're going to look at the beautiful this is the Lord now We're going to see something beautiful and in it that we won't see is ugly church. We can't go by what we're seeing. And for us, some of us, things are going to get ugly. But we've got to stand up on this word. Powerful stuff, you know. And I definitely haven't been able to communicate it well enough. But the Holy Spirit wants to communicate it to your hearts. Give Him time to do that in the Word. Sit on the things that we've talked about in the last few weeks. About 
is end times. Read the scriptures. Think about it. Allow him to educate you more. And build up your strength. Get your attitude right. And enjoy Jesus with all your heart. Enjoy your living with all your heart. But be aware in all this that it's not a game. We laugh with the people who we love around us. Some of them aren't saved, they're not born again. Be aware of that in, the, in our communication, in our doing. Don't slack off just because it's a bit of a fun time. That's the opportune time when you don't do what they do and then they go, whoa, they're having a good time and they don't have to do what I do. And they're still a great laugh. They're still great. Man, something's changed in them. They're different. You don't do what you always do. Oh, I always do this when this happens. Be different. Stand up. And let, without saying anything, communicate your faith to them just by what you do. Incredible. Incredible. We're going to talk to you a little bit about the divisions in the church. One in particular that and we'll, see, we'll show you how infiltrated the church. And the reason why we're saying this is because Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And he's coming back for his church. Not any man-made church. Not made any man-made denomination. No one, no group of people who follows a book of rules that's extra to what the, the God's given us. We're going to sh we're, we'll share about that. And also, just the way the New Testament was put together, Stuart's going to do that. And that probably end our three-month talk about the, the church. Yeah. But I hope, and I'm sure we haven't, got into every area, because there's lots of things in the church, spiritual gifts, how we can use our spiritual gifts, our tongues and interpretation, prophecy, the gifts that are within every single one of us, with authority that we can pray and see healing, we can see people, if we want to, we know how to access this, we can look and see people's hearts just like Jesus did and speak a word that's so powerful just to different people's situations that's within the body here today that's within you today and 1 Corinthians 12 13 and 14 said eagerly desire spiritual gifts desire them they're for you take the confidence and the faith to allow them to flow out of you and edify us as a body hallelujah I know, I'm, I always think about you when we were baptising you in the warrior prophecy. I mean, that's going to come out somewhere, Chris. You're going to, do you know what I mean? It really is. Um, it, it's worth thinking, 
Go in and think about warrior from a biblical point of view, from a spiritual point of view, and see the way that's going to be developed. And if you believe it, work for it. Have the faith to receive it. Have the faith to move with it. You know what I mean? Develop it. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts. James, there's gifts in your brother. But we've got to go the extra mile to get them. We've got to get out of our comfort zone of our 9 to 5 block or our Sunday block. Or we're living, serving priests and kings from the kingdom of God. And it don't turn off at when Emmerdale starts. Or I'm always on about Emmerdale and Coronation Street. Or Washing McKay's in there. That's fine, isn't it? I never watch EastEnders, hallelujah. But they don't turn off. God never turns off. We don't have a holiday. Stuart wants a holiday. You've got no chance. <laughs> we don't. Wherever we are, you're a priest. Say, wherever I am, I'm a priest. Wherever I am, Christ. Wherever I am, God's in me. And he wants to come out and be a blessing. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Help us, Lord God, by your Holy Spirit to comprehend what you've poured into us that's so very, very valuable because it cost Jesus his life. And we, by faith, have received everything that you want for us. And we probably don't really comprehend the amount of what you've given us so freely. Freely. Maybe we just need... We want to earn it, Lord God, Lord, we've done everything else in our lives. We've worked for it. And we, we can't grab all these free years. Lord, I pray for everyone here right now that in our private times with you, Lord, the Holy Spirit will bring to mind my words and the words of your scripture and direct us all individually and as a body, Lord God, to increase our influence in this neighbourhood, increase our influence in, in a spiritual way, in a practical way, in a financial way. The Lord, so we come to a point where it has to be you. It has to be you. It's got to be bigger than me and the, the church. Bigger than our uh, ideas and Lord. It's you, Lord God, wanting to empower us to do um, great things for your kingdom. Great things for our families. Great things for our friends. Great things for our, our workmates and Lord, great things so that your kingdom is established, that your name is exalted. Lord, that this church will be full to overflowing with people excited 
to come in contact with you, come in contact with people who know you, and just get everything that you've got for them, Father. Help us, Lord. Stir us up. We encourage ourselves, Lord God. And thank you for your life in us. Thank you that we are the church of the living God. And we give you glory and honor and thanks. In Jesus' name, Amen.